It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hey, 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 welcome to the Fox Across America Game Ball presentation ceremony where each week we highlight the interview, the guest, the thought, the concept, the theory, the joke that moved the needle the most. Uh, This week's winner, somebody we'd been dying to get on the show just to try to get a handle on what the guy was all about. We like a lot of his policy points. We've, you know, enjoyed his leadership down in the great state of Florida. But we wanted to see if we could get the guy to crack up a little bit, maybe loosen up, maybe punt on the policy and talk pop culture. And that's exactly what Ron DeSantis was able to do. The 46th governor of Florida stopped by on his 45th birthday. And, of course, we got into it with the battle between him and Trump and COVID and Fauci and everything in between. But there was probably more movie talk out of Ron DeSantis than you're going to get in an interview anywhere else in America right now. And I do consider that to be our superpower. We don't know what we're talking about. But we know what to talk about, and it makes for some good radio, as you will see in this game ball to Ron DeSantis. We always say on this show, America is like the Michael Jordan of countries. And it definitely feels like we're going through that phase where he quit basketball and he's playing minor league baseball and everything's kind of a mess. Uh, Joining us now uh, is a very prominent candidate to get this team back on track and playing championship ball. The 46th governor of Florida, who happens to be celebrating his 45th birthday, Governor Ron DeSantis on Fox Across America. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing? Uh, we're, We're pumped up to have you on the show. I have to say, when I saw that you were 45, so you're like half the age of everybody else running. (laughs) That's right. You know, it was interesting. I've been in New York this week. We were at the Ground Zero Remembrance, and I've done some other stops. I stopped to see Cardinal Dolan Uh uh, in New York City, and he, uh, and I was asking, like, you know, what's your trajectory after this? And he's like, well, when you're 75, they make you retire. And I told him, I was like, you can launch a presidential campaign right after (laughs) that, right? I mean, that seems to be what's going on. 75? This guy could be in the Senate for another 20 years. What is he talking about, man? Uh, I know. I l- well, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, um, you know, when you look at see Nancy Pelosi's doubling down for another term, uh, we really do need term limits for members of Congress. I yes. mean, this is just getting ridiculous That's when scary. these people are there for 30 or 40 years. You look at how the country is descending, uh, particularly our insolvency. And these guys have had you know, the wheel for, for how many decades? I think it's time to pass the torch. Yeah, I think people would agree with you on that. But this, this I'm telling you now, is an interesting interview because you are the matchup here, okay? Batter to pitcher uh, is you're a guy who played in the Little League World Series. I'm the kind of guy who bets on the Little League World Series. So, <laughs> it's, you know, just don't dig in, okay? Don't dig in is all I ask. By the way, and I wanted to ask you that, how is by the your baseball skills these days? Can you still hit in a batting cage? Yeah, oh yeah. You know, that's something when you when you hit a ba- hitting a baseball is tough, but when you learn to do it at a young age, it's something that always sticks with you. So, yeah. for example, I didn't play golf growing up. Uh-huh. I haven't played golf in a while. If I took it, my swing would be all out of whack. Baseball, you know, if you throw me a fastball, I can hit the fastball, and it's just kind of the way it is. But I'll tell you, you know, with respect to Little League, I was thinking with the betting, you know, uh-huh. when, uh, when we went to the World Series that year, our goal – under our hats, we put WWT, which stands for We Want Taiwan, because they were the superpower in Little League Baseball in the late yeah. 80s and early 90s. Come to find out, the reason they were the superpower 
is because they were playing 13 and 14 year olds in the 12 year old league. So that was information that I think a lot of people could have used to predict them winning all those championships. So we were better as 12 year olds, but they had 13 and 14 year olds on their team. Ron DeSantis is on the line, Florida governor. He could have saved me a lot of money in 1991. Uh, had he shared that information? Well, I'll tell you, the two most fascinating things about your candidacy, obviously, is, you know, you're the governor of a state that is thriving. Uh, you're the only one in the race who played in the Little League World Series. And you happen to be uh, one of the few people at the top of the polls who is neither under indictment or has a child under indictment right now. Is that an odd feeling? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, an, it's an interesting world we live in, is all I can say. I mean, there's a lot of things we need to clean up in this government, for sure, and I will clean up the DOJ and the FBI. I'm also the only one running in either party that's actually served in uniform, mm -hmm. and it was something that when I was at the 9-11 Remembrance, the families, a bunch of the families invited my wife and I. We went around and, um, and visited the names that were sketched in the museum and everything, and I was, you know— uh, not affected by it directly in terms of I didn't have friends or family that died there, but that was mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I ended up joining the military. Mm -hmm. So it changed the trajectory of my life, and I ended up serving in Iraq and all this. And uh, as, a, as the president elected in 2024, I'd be the first president elected who served in a war since 1988. It used to be that was a pretty standard thing with presidents. Yeah. We've been a generation removed from having one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's fascinating stuff. And uh, as it pertains to 9-11, my brothers are city cops here in New York. Uh, my brother Joey was off duty that day. Thankfully, he's okay. Uh, but he was brave enough to go down there. I was brave enough to drive him to a checkpoint. That was my contribution. But I have a lot of respect for guys like yourself who put on the uniform and you know put their well, lives and on. We in Florida, one of the things yeah. about being governor, outside of the New York City area, we have more retired FDNY uh, NYPD and Port Authority yeah. than anywhere in the country. So a lot of these guys were there on 9-11, now live in Florida. So we've done big 9-11 events yep. over the years I've been governor. And But what ended up happening, having so many of those guys in Florida, it inspired us to now we're the first state to require uh, mandatory 9-11 curriculum in the schools yeah. every September 11th. And so they're going to learn about the evil that happened that day, which we can never forget about, and we have to understand their threats to freedom. But also, the good that happened with how people responded and the number of people that gave their lives running into those towers, knowing they probably weren't going to be able uh, to ever get out of those towers, but yeah. they did it to be able to save others. And so that really, the people that responded, uh, that represents the best of America. And we need to make sure our young people know that. Yeah, I, I, I do agree there and that the fact that national buy-in isn't what it was. Like, we got to a really divisive place in our politics where, and I, and I would say Biden was a fraud for saying he was going to unite the country because, you know, we famously said voter ID laws were Jim Crow on steroids and it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You know, he didn't not exactly an olive branch if you're trying to get people to save the date to a unity party. I don't know that calling him Jim Crow on steroids is going to get the job done. But as it pertains to the conversation of COVID, okay, OK, there's been a lot of revisionist history around COVID. OK, and you have gotten what I consider to be uh, rightly deserved credit for your leadership. I know there was an initial shutdown, but the president, uh, former President Trump, is trying to say that you listened to Fauci more than he did. Is there any world oh, where that's God. true? No, of course not. I mean, we, uh, you know, loosely followed federal guidelines for a matter of weeks and then we departed and led the nation for a matter of years. And that is well documented. Almost everything I did. Uh, from making sure businesses could be open to making sure kids could be in school, 
to making sure people could be attending church and synagogue and doing what they wanted to do and make their own decisions. Fauci opposed us vocally while he was working for Donald Trump, uh, and that is very well documented. In fact, uh, during that time in COVID, particularly the summer of 2020 and beyond, the Florida media would use the Trump administration as a cudgel to attack me because they'd say, Governor DeSantis is not following the White House guidelines. He has restaurants open. He has all this other stuff. And they were constantly coming back to that. So that's just the reality. And I also remember, because I was working really hard to help Donald Trump get reelected in 2020, I remember cringing when his campaign put out a video uh, where Fauci is bragging that everything he told uh, Donald Trump to do, Trump did. They were bragging about that. And then, of course, his last day in office, he gave he gave Fauci a presidential commendation. Megyn Kelly confronted him about that, and he said, "Oh well, I don't know who that who who, who gave that to." Him. It literally <laughs> says President Trump awards commendation. Is this the immaculate commendation or something like that? Did this just no. happen out of thin air? Give me a break. People need to take responsibility for their actions. They need to they need to own what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the thing that's important looking forward. You know with me, all those mistakes will never be repeated again. Mm-hmm. And you know I will hold NIH, CDC, FDA accountable for the mistakes and the lies and everything that happened that hurt a lot of people yep. in this country. Mm-hmm. You can take that to the bank with me. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump, he's basically saying he did everything right. And I think that means you should understand he would do the same thing all over again if put in that position, and that would be disastrous for our country. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. We're talking to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, and I, t- to be clear, uh, we give you all the credit in the world because I say when it comes to COVID, but when it really comes to any issue, true leadership is not about reading the room and the poll numbers and the news cycle. It's about crunching the data and leading the room, even if you have to do so in the face of great criticism from the press. Because at the end of the day, if you got to get the job done, uh, you got to get the job done. You don't need to win a popularity contest for 24 hours on CNN and MSNBC or even my channel. You need to lead. So we give you all the credit. And even, in the world even if it. Even if it ends up being longer, that's your detriment. Yeah. Because during the time when I was really getting pressured, particularly over the summer of 2020, to say, oh, cases are going up, you got to shut down all this stuff. Fauci was saying that the media, I had supporters that were telling me, dude, you're getting filleted. Yep. You need to do something. You need to just, or just do some mandate just to show you're doing something. And I said, no, that's not right. Mm-hmm. If at the end of the represent, if that costs me my job, then that is the you cannot put your finger in the wind. And, and after, you know, eight, 12 weeks into the COVID thing, I knew what I was doing was yep. right. I knew it wasn't popular. I knew the, the medical establishment yep. and the media were not going to back what I was doing. But I knew it was right. And I was willing to let the chips fall where they may. I cared more about getting kids in school and making sure yep. these businesses survived than I worried about how it affected my political uh, trajectory. And mm-hmm. you know what happens? Yep. When people see you do the right thing under those circumstances, they may not appreciate it in the instant. Yeah. It may take them some time, but eventually they appreciate what you did. And I think that's one of the reasons we've done so well in Florida, because oh. people know yep. I'm willing to fight for them uh, even when it's not easy. And I think people do love that about you. I think that's commendable. Uh, I'm going to ask you one question about someone else you're running against. Uh, Tim Scott, who's been on this show, famously, famously claimed on this show, this might shock you, it must be the mo- it might be the most damaging piece of opposition research on Tim Scott, is he claims that Rocky Three is the best Rocky. 
Does a, a Ron DeSantis presidency open with Rocky three? No, no way. I mean, look, I, I, I always go back to Rocky one. The OJ. Uh, but if you had to push me beyond Rocky one, just because I was a kid and I mm. went to see Rocky four oh, uh, in, yes. in the theaters yes. and, and saw the fight against Drago. Yes. And I was inspired uh, yes. to really become a, a strong cold warrior in part. Uh, because of Rocky Four, so okay. you know, while I respect Clubber Lang, um, <laughs> I think the original Rocky is the uh, is the is the classic, um, and then I do think Rocky Four, from a pro America perspective, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta pay respects to that uh, that fight against Drago. And you know what? If you don't actually shout out Rocky for beating Drago, there are factions of the media that would say you're in bed with Russia. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's interesting though. You know, at that time. You know, probably the liberal media was more on the side of Drago. You know, they <laughs> no! probably thought that it was they were too nationalistic or too nationalistic to be rooting for Rocky. You know, now I know they've kind of changed because of the Trump-Russia collusion force yeah. and all that. But uh, but that was definitely, you know, as a kid going to different movies, that was definitely one that I had huge, huge memories oh, I love um, about doing. And I've shown, um, you know, some snippets to my kids. Yeah, no, I'm your age. I was shadow boxing in that theater. But I was realistic. Like, you served in the military. You played college ball. I, You know, when you're in the theater and you want to be Rocky, I actually just wanted to be Paulie. You know his deadbeat brother-in-law? <laughs> and, I mean, I'll tell you what. He played a – that was a great character. Bert Young. I think he did a good job. And, uh, you know, those are some of the moments i mean you had uh, uh burgess meredith yes, as, as mick i mean what a great character i mean it was those were great films i mean they yeah. did a really good job and think about how much he's been able to do we rocky five never happened we know that <laughs> so just put that aside but when they did rocky balboa many years later it was a good movie it was i mean good. I, my wife and i went to see it we was good and then the whole creed series i think it's been really good no a hundred a hundred percent governor DeSantis. We, we love that we love that take and i gotta tell tim scott because the high horse rocky three thing like i get it but i'll handle it for it you don't worry about nothing um we do know it's your birthday i'm sure there's going to be some type of celebration but really quick i'm down 40 seconds but you did launch uh your early state faith coalition today correct yeah that's right so iowa new hampshire south carolina you know we've got a lot of uh faith leaders but also just um you know iowans new hampshire folks and south carolinians who just want to be able to to exercise freedom Mm -hmm. i think the left in this country um you know, they're oh, on the, the mark against everything. religious freedom. Yep. We're going to protect it as president. No, we, we appreciate that. Okay. You you, prote- you protect it. Uh, you stand your ground on that Rocky one of that Rocky four. I'll handle anybody else who comes by here. Hey, 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 that's going to do it for the Fox Cross America Game Ball presentation ceremony. We are back here in the studio Monday, ready to rumble. Believe me, I'm going to be cranky after another weekend of Greek yogurt because i got to starve for my stand-up special. Lord knows what's coming out of my mouth on Monday, but I'll see you there. <laughs> From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.